0: Good evening and welcome to another fun-packed, thrill-filled edition of Nice Things. Nice Things. The antidote to modern living. And joining me, Sir Michael Livesley, this week we have... You
1: have the man who knows the punchline to the following question. Why did Sherlock Holmes try to stick a citrus fruit up his friend's ass? Well, I know the uh, answer to that one, dear. Uh, lemon entry, my dear Watson. Uh, it's a lemon okay. entry, my dear Watson. <laughs> yes, dear. Yes, yes, as
0: quoted by a uh, <sighs> goldy-looking chain in one of those songs. You'd like to hear that? By a what? Ah, uh, yes. You don't want to know. Anyway, it's uh, it's a joke. But I mean, that leads us nicely into you've been uh, surprising to me for the first mm. time discovering Jeremy Brett Sherlock Holmes. You didn't you didn't do this at the time. Why? Well, I mean, it's more than that, isn't it? I feel—I mean, I'm. Have,
1: have I? How long have we known each other? About a decade now, is it? Thirteen years. Thirteen years, and mm. in all that time, that I've—I've I've never had it in me to just say to you, to be never honest, never had it in with, me, unlike never Watson. had it in me, not yet. However, now I feel I can confess. Sherlock Holmes just always left me very, very,
0: very, very cold. <clears> well, if you're watching Basil Rathbone, I can understand that.
1: Well, there was Basil, and, you know, there's a, there's a family thing there, so I always felt that I had to, but it didn't really work for me. So there was that. And then, of course, after him, we get, well, we get several. Douglas Wilmer, boring. Mm-hmm. Um, then Cushing. Now, Cushing's was a weird one, wasn't it? Because it, I think they must have gone to him and he's like, how are you going to play this one, Peter? Oh, a bit like when I played Doctor Who and he's a bit nice. And he's just, he phones it in. I yeah. find Cushing doing that. After him, you come to Tom Baker. Mental.
0: Yes. Proper and, mental. And most likely, you know, he, he was probably quite mental at the time anyway. Well, 1983, wasn't it? I would
1: imagine so. so it 84, uh, but I'm not sure. But, um, but, I mean, I watched it because it, it was Tom Baker, but it's just sort of barking mad and mm. did nothing for me. So the whole thing, it's always left me rather cold. And then, um, of course, because we've had a bit of a break, haven't we? Which I'm sure we'll talk oh, about in a bit. Yes, I'm certain and we will, dear. During my confinement, I thought, right, what what can we have a look at here? So um, I got onto Jeremy Brett's Sherlock Holmes. Very wise. Good Lord. A good accompaniment to when you're ill. Absolutely. Now that, that is a very nice thing. And suddenly it makes sense to me. The fascination mm. with Holmes makes sense. And I think it's him. Well, no, it's not just him. I mean, it's two things, isn't it? First of all, it's Brett. It's the fact that you've got this man who moves and talks like he's not human, which yeah. I, I love. And what were you saying about the physicality? Didn't um, well, they were did all from, learn that?
0: So in the book, in well, in one of the books on it, so so there's a couple of books on, home, on Brett and his homes. The only one that's... Uh, there's actually a couple more been released since... Apparently, but um, mm. the two I recommend are *Bending the Willow* mm. and um, the Michael Cox book, uh, *The Producer*. The, the average book, price uh, two
1: hundred and seventy nine pounds on eBay.
0: Ridiculous! A study yeah. in celluloid. Why Why those two books haven't been reprinted? I think *Bending the Willow* has been. Um, And as I said to you, I saw it on the um, free books table in Morrison's a couple of months back. Why didn't I pick it up? I didn't pick Uh, it up because I thought, I have a copy and I will leave that for someone who's obviously not got one. And I could have picked it up and given it you, but there you go. Oh, well, there we go. A bit like COVID. Um, So um, those are the two books I recommend. Um, There's a pamphlet I've got, which is, I think it's called Brett and Hardwick, uh, an adventuring canonical fidelity which is like this little thin thing that's produced by a Sherlock Holmes Society out in Cheshire, as I recall. So I recommend those anyway. There's a book called "The Man Who Became Sherlock Holmes." I can't remember who wrote it, but it's very tabloid. Right. And in that, it says there was some play he was doing in the seventies, and he brought all the physicality from that, all the sort of mannerisms and the hmm, and all that business. Mm. Um, but the I think is it is it is it. I'm gonna get this wrong now, but I think cool. the drawings were done by Sidney Padgett. Right. And so the drawings, uh, the drawings are what he based. You know the way he sat in the chair and the and the sort of the hands together and all that. And um, mm. a lot of it actually was informed by his own uh, bipolar mm. um, as well. You know the yep. manic episodes, the way that he just leaps about. Um, and the only comparison I can make is with someone like uh, Lindsay Kemp, mm. um, who uh, who not only tutored David Bowie but also Stanchel on that sort of, um, you know, bringing that balletic movement. Yeah, um, because I think it's so
1: episode it, two, isn't it? We yeah. were talking about the one with Tony Eleven, The Dancing Men. Yeah, where he goes out the window and he's stood outside and then he's like, he's like a stalk on yeah. one one leg, um, sort of like weaving around and it's the most fantastic performance. I mean, it's just unworldly, yeah. but it, absolutely fitting with the character. So... So first of all you've got Brett doing that, and secondly I think it's the fact that as you said, um the producer of the show decided not to go with any of the usual bollocks that we associate oh, with yeah. Sherlock Holmes, but go back to the books, go back to the source. Yeah. And I love the fact that in that very first episode, the very first scene where we see the character, he's talking about the benefits of cocaine. And it's yes. just there. in a 7% it's just there in your solution. Face. Yeah it's absolutely magnificent so um yes I, i've been for the f- finally i i've got the the interest and the, the fascination that people have and i'm also just enjoying the, the the actors who are in it i'm episode three today and there's gareth thomas oh there's a Michael oh thomas have here. you watched it yet i've I've got halfway through and then i have right, to oh, right all right won't,
0: i won't spoil that then oh but it's it's Beautiful, lovely, lovely stuff. Um Yeah, and... um, is, is, hang on. Um, so is that... <clears throat> it's not the Bruce Partington plans, that, is it? No. Because there's no. a couple like that that involve government documents. Right, okay. Um... Oh, I, I just love the attention to detail in it. Mm. You know what I mean? Especially in the one you're talking about, the, the one with Gareth Thomas in it. Um... Oh, God, what is it? I'll come to be that one, whichever one it is. It involves a government document that's gone missing, doesn't it? Yes, that's right. Um, but the way that, you know, it's so convincing that when a, um, you know, when a bell is rung for a servant, it's they've got all the details so spot on. Yeah. Um, so you've watched two and a half of them, haven't you? Two so you've a seen a scandal in Bohemia, which, uh, is it Gail yes. Honeycutt? Yes. Who's, who's the main one? The woman.
1: Yes, the woman. The woman. That's, uh, I mean, that's beautiful. What what a way to open a series. And, you know, the thing that struck me is, of course, because with it being ITV, there's always a natural apprehension with me. However, it is helped by the fact that it's got (laughs) commercial breaks, so it's broken down beautifully. But structurally, the structure of these, it's so strong, isn't it? Because so much of it is character and build up and then bang, you're into the actual plot of it and you're sort of lulled into that and then it hits you. And then you think, shit, it's nearly over, and it's fifty minutes, but it doesn't need to be more than that. And I think no. this is where I I have to swear in your books and point out that, of course, another off-putting thing was me for me was the uh, the modern version with uh, Benedict Cumberbatch. Dreadful,
0: mm. utterly, absolutely dreadful. Yes. No, absolutely no. not.
1: No, where he's seeing things his in front mind of his eyes. Well, yeah, and, and
0: they've decided that he is autistic. And mm. You see, if you read the books, um, which I think I'm right in saying, the first one in the books is A Study in Scarlet, mm. which is where Watson goes to meet uh, Holmes at the... I think he's sent to uh, the university because he's got a room because Watson needs somewhere to live after coming back from Afghanistan. Um, and his introduction to Holmes is Holmes is whipping a corpse in this uh in this sort of university medical facility because yeah. he's trying to find out what bruising which occurs after death looks like right so that's your introduction to holmes um in that um and this is the thing about it this is the great thing that um the production team made, you know really nailed their colors to the mast on because you know as you pointed out, with Rathbone, with Wilmer, with Cushing, Holmes is always... Oh, uh, sorry, Watson's always... Oh, you astonish me, Holmes. Nigel Stonck, yes. You know, she yeah. have a sherry and marvel at your magnificence. Yes. Um, but Watson was the cipher for Conan Doyle, who was a trained doctor. Mm. So Dr. Watson is, to all intents and purposes, it's Conan Doyle. So the character of Holmes would not put up with a... You astonish me, Holmes. No. You know, there's even one. Uh, I th- think it's the Dying Detective, in which he says to him, "If you love me, John, you'll do this for me." You know. So, so that's that says more about the relationship with Holmes and Watson. Mm. You know what I mean? Now, no, Watson absolutely. does have a wife in the books. Watson does move out, right? um because i can't think of it uh, i think it's the final no sorry i think it's the empty house where he comes back i've not read them in a while there's a there's a lot of uh, the tv series this the tv series the brett one is faithful until you get to the last couple of series where they start the putting tv a few movies. books together right uh for example the um the three gables i think no what is it? I can't think of the names of them all, but there's there's a story called The Three Garadebs, and they put that together with a couple of other books, you know, uh, and they did, they virtually did the whole canon. They didn't do the Five Orange Pips, which I love. Right. The Five Orange Pips is a very short Holmes story, uh, and it all takes place during a storm at Baker Street and so the whole book is about the rain lashing at the windows as this guy's telling his story and it's oh the atmosphere in that one. Um, why didn't why didn't they do that one? I think it's cuz it's very short. Ah, it is okay. very very short. Um but um yes the the characterization of Watson is fantastic mm. and you know this this unfortunately Jeremy Brett suffered when I think his his wife's June Wilson at the time, um, his wife, who who commissioned, you know, the reason why it looks so good is because it had American money. I think it was something like PBS Mystery Theatre Hour or something. Uh, PBS Masterpiece Theatre. That's it. That's yeah. it. And mm. so she commissioned it for that, and, you know, Granada did it, and they did it. Um, But um, I had a point there, and I can't think what it is. Um, um, uh, but yes, yeah, so Brett went through. So when she died midway through the series, Brett went on his, his health took a real nose dive, mm. uh, and his bipolar became crazy. There's a great uh, interview on uh, Good Morning Britain where he, I, I think he puts his hand on Hardwick's knee and he's just like, you know, I would this man is as sort of you know, I love mm. this man. He's got me through all this because um, because Brett aged due to illness. That right. gap in production between adventures and return, you know, so it's quite believable that um, David Burke is Edward Hardwick in the interview. Intervening years, it looks he look Ed Hardwick looks like Burke has, you know, aged. aged yeah.
1: Um,
0: and Brett had aged due to illness, so it's right. quite believable that. Um,
1: Wait, I think for me, because uh, you mentioned that interview, and so I had a look for it. and I can't find that one, but I found one which um, it's uh, this morning, Richard, Richard and Judy. Richard Judy. Right. And I, I found it absolutely fascinating because it said, it, here's the interview with uh, Hardwick and Brett. And so I'm watching it and I'm thinking, well, where's Brett? Because there's Hardwick and I recognise him. And next to him is this dandy with a cravat and this <sighs> magnificent swoop of hers of Leaning back. Oh, ah, but, yeah. And I thought, well, who's that? Bloody hell, that's him. Yeah, he put a lot of weight on due to the bipolar medication. But without even the weight issue, it doesn't look like Holmes. That There's acting for you. The men, He doesn't look the same. The mannerisms are different. Everything, he's
0: everything wonderful. is different. He, he is absolutely. and he's, Stunning. The, great, the crazy thing is he's a very beautiful young man in My Fur Lady, which, you know, a mm. lot of people don't know that's him as well. <clears throat> um so 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 the weird thing is he hated the part in the end he said and referred to him as him and the monster right. um but you've got that wonderful casting um return is i think it hits its stride when hardwick turns up mm. you know I love David Burke's characterization, but there is a slight hint of, uh, and then we'll go for a sandwich later, Holmes. <laughs> you know, so, so there's a little bit of that in it. Um, mm. But in Adventures, I mean, I think I'm right. Yeah, you've got the redheaded League, which is wonderful. Has uh, got Tim McKinney in in sort of his first serious role because that's that's the thing about the casting in that they had like not only the whole treasury of of actors to call upon um but also they had all the sort of the new crop coming up so i think yeah. that it was quite a bold move to cast tim mckinnoney in a a straight role um, when the public would have known him as lord percy in blackadder but oh, he's absolutely. brilliant in the red headed league he's yeah. brilliant he's um, one of those
1: actors isn't he he can just he can again just a phenomenal actor he um he's in edge of darkness as a right shit um he's and uh, spoiler alert he gets he gets killed uh, yeah. He's in the bath, and somebody's thrown a, an electric heater in there. And his performance in that is absolutely superb. And then I saw him um, at the Globe, and this must be about 10 right. years ago, okay. um, playing Iago in Othello. Right. Absolutely magnificent. And suddenly you're presented with this actor who I'm used to being this sort of like weedy, sort of like floaty little uh, sort of willowy character. Playing Iago, it's this big, bulky bastard and genuinely scurry as well. Yeah. And you're right, it's that it's that caliber of actor, someone who can do Percy one minute and then flip it and he's giving you the best Iago you've ever seen. Just
0: he's stunning, Michael. Oh he's he's wonderful. Superb. Wonderful. superb. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm trying to remember I think his character's called Oliver Clay in in the Red Headed League. And I know that the the red-headed guy is called Jabez Wilson. I'm trying to think, because you know the actor who plays him. I'm just going to have a cheeky Google. Cheeky Um, Google, that's okay. Jabez Wilson, he's fantastic in it. Um, And he's played by, um, where is he? Roger Hammond. Who's Roger... (laughs) Oh. Wonderful. Absolutely wonderful. Now oh. you tell me how it works, Mr. Holmes. It seems commonplace. Oh. Wonderful. And, um, so that's a fantastic one. Uh, you've got the wonderful... There's, a, there's two Christmas episodes, actually, across the whole series. Mm. Um, the first one is the Blue Carbuncle, which is in the Adventures series, yeah. which is brilliant. Um, and then you've got later on in... Um, the... Uh, God, what's the final series called? Not the casebook. I could Google, and I shall, but I'll go the memoir of. Right. So, uh, they've got one in there, which is... There's a Christmas one in there, and I can't think what it's called off the top of my head, but th- by the time of when they're making the memoir, Brett was too sick to do, I think, two episodes. And so, Charles Grey as Moriarty, really, shall on As Mycroft, sorry. So, Charles Grey, who turns up all the way through... Um, he he plays it as Mycroft, uh, so Holmes is too ill. But in the last series, a lot of stuff is done with reflections and through windows. I don't know who the director was, right? Um, but it looks very different. The tone changes anyway as it goes goes through. And as well, Brett gets older. it was in
1: production older, for well, I mean, eight years, nine years, wasn't it? So I suppose that the tone yeah. is likely to change a bit with it. Um, yeah, but no, I mean, I'm in awe. It's of, wonderful. Of this series, it it, it is absolutely, ju- it's perfect. I can't yeah. fault
0: it. The it music, is perfect.
1: the music is beautiful. Mm. The score is beautiful. the The location work is beautiful. I love. Oh, I absolutely love the fact that, and I've checked, and I, and I was right, and I may have said this to you about where they shot uh, some of the location yeah. work, um, and some of it was shot in Cressington Park, um, which is in Egbeth, in Liverpool, <laughs> these beautiful, you know, formerly a gated community for the, for the moneyed uh, types in Victorian times, um, which is where Basil Rathbone lived for a while oh. I love that symmetry
0: yeah I yeah. love that
1: um deliberate or otherwise I absolutely love that um and I do remember because uh, not to say a middle class tour but um, my mm-hmm. violin teacher um used to live
0: violin teacher violin oh, no more battered scones for me <laughs> major <Maisa. laughs>
1: she she lived in Crescenton Park and I remember well she wondering... would wouldn't she Oh, she would, yes. Being driven down Salisbury Road, Cressington Park, and there were vans everywhere, and a big Granada OB van. And, um, there beneath
0: to... the willows weeping comes the that's... lush lagonda creeping. That's With a uh... little Carmichael in the back. <laughs> yes, that's it. Ready for his and...
1: violin lesson. And it being pointed out to me that it was, it was ITV filming Sherlock Holmes. And I wish... Really? Uh, wow. Really, no really. Way. I can remember this clearly. It was a Saturday morning and they were setting up and I just wish that I had, well, I mean, God knows, I would have been about nine. So I, But I wish I'd have just been a few years older. I would have just wandered along to, for, for a look. But they were oh. filming homes. Just, well,
0: just... the costumes were all Victorian clothes. Mm. That, you know, and Brett wore them until they fell apart. Mm. You know they would. It was genuine. The amount of I don't think you could make a TV series like that now. I really don't think that you could. I don't think. I think you've got one foot in the sort of theatrical, and you've Mm. got one foot in. It really is the fag end of that golden age. And even by the end of this series, Mm. the standards are beginning to slip. I mean, not just because they start shooting in thirteen nine, which I always think is a strange. Couple of years were they were going halfway towards the sixteen nine
1: thing. Yeah, and it is only about two years, of course. Thirteen nine was around a very strange format. And to watch it now, it just boxes off completely in the TV. Yeah, strange. Very odd. Strange
0: experiment. Um, Mm. but yeah, the standards do decline a little bit. But then you know the health of the of the main actor is just. I mean, they did a play. You know that they did the play. Um. Oh,
1: someone's, someone had started to upload it 13 years ago onto YouTube. Uh, they had a, somebody had recorded the audio of it, and they were uploading it uh, 10 minutes a week, and they've uploaded 10 minutes and another 10 minutes.
0: Next week, I'll do 13 years later. They haven't. Oh, I've got it all. I've got the audio of that. Oh, yes, please do. Yeah, I'll send you that. Um, but also, interestingly about that, I'm trying to remember what that play was called. Um, anyway, that'll come to me as well. Uh you've caught me on the hoppy. I should have brashed up on it, dear. That's um crazy. but the interesting aspect is on the first ITV telethon, uh Brett as Holmes, Vandervalk and I think it was Taggart all did what was it, the, the mystery of the three elms over three time zones over the night, the one crime? Oh. I've oh. got that as well. It's pretty, if you've got yes, please. Pretty shite,
1: like, but oh, yeah. I don't care. Yeah, see, I was about to say just before when you were talking about that really short, uh, the three orange pips. It's like, well, surely Telethon would have been perfect for that.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's been done, obviously. Ah, now the, there's got to be an honourable mention here because there is another definitive um, production of Holmes, right. um, and the name escapes me. You'll tell me, Michael Williams and Clive Merrison wonderful. Oh, now those are
1: wonderful. I have Oh, so you've, to you've done them, have you? I've done those, and there was a right. part of me that thought, maybe it's just the fact that I just need the words of, of Williams and Merrison. Um, right. I I was assuming that there must be some sort of something in the visuals that was putting me off or something like that. Absol- they're wonderful. Clive Merrison, incidentally, is on Twitter and has hardly any followers. I know. It's ridiculous, isn't it? It really is ridiculous. He needs a follow. I mean, the man's, the catalogue of work that Merrison's done. Yes, he's done Sherlock and You can go right back. He's in Tomb of the Sidemen with Troughton. He was in um, Heavenly Creatures, a uh, Peter Jackson film. Uh, I don't know if you've seen that. No, I've not seen that. That is stunning. That's one right. of about the ten films I can stomach. Um, absolutely beautiful. It was an early role for Kate Winslet. And it was about a murder that took place in New Zealand in the 1950s. It was two teenage girls... Um, And they had this really intense relationship. It was so intense that they ended up creating a fantasy world that they could both go into, a little bit Tolkien-esque. Very strange relationship. But in the end, the decision was made that the girls were spending too much time and they needed to be separated. Um, And so they came up with the, the only plan to make sure they could stay together, which was to take one of their mums on a walk into a nature reserve in New Zealand and beat her to death with a rock. And this right. is completely true. It's a true story. Jesus. Um, the girls were, hang on, Pauline Parker and Juliet Hume. And I think that the judgment, part of the judgment uh, was uh, made by the court, uh, was that after they'd served their time, they were never, ever, ever allowed to meet again. That was it. Um no and jail. Think, oh, after they serve uh, oh the no, time. Oh, no, yeah, they serve the time. Um, and I think Juliet Parker moved back. I'll have to check this. She moved back to the UK and is now a very well-established crime writer. Well, she would very be. She's bitch. got the bloody she chops, be. hasn't she? Literally. She has, yeah. But um, Merrison in that <laughs> plays uh, Kate Winslet's father doing this beautifully controlled, understated, but incredibly frustrated and repressed performance. He's, he's gold. Clive
0: Merrison is a very nice thing. Oh, he is. And, he is. Um, Williams as Watson is fantastic. Who replaced Williams then when he died? No, no, that was it. Um, it was just the
1: two of them, but they got through the lot.
0: Oh, they did the Canon?
1: Yeah, they did the I know the they've done cannon. the five
0: orange pips because it's
1: marvellous. Mm. Well, they've, they've done the full Canon, um, and they aren't available on CD. You have to download them. Okay, I've got them. I don't know where I mm. got them. There are there are there's there's about half of them are still available on CD. You'd think there'd be a lovely box set or something, but
0: there isn't. That'll be to um, follow. Certainly. Yes, They'll wait for I a big so. anniversary. I mean, speaking mm. of sort of like you know, creating fantasy worlds, Conan Doyle was well into all of that. Mm. You know. I mean he was well into his spiritualism. He was you know, the furries in the garden was him as well. Oh the Cottingdale furries, yeah, he was yeah. a big believer, wasn't he? Um But he wrote a he was... lot of other books. Mm. I think didn't he write a book called The Lost World? Isn't that Conan Doyle? That's Conan Doyle. Yeah.
1: A, another one with uh, Cushing phoning it in in the uh, yes in the film. I is that a Cushing. Doug
0: McClure one?
1: It um I think it is, or is that the <laughs> the, the land that time forgot? But it, it's it's got him all over it, hasn't it? And I do yeah. love Cushing, so I don't want to attack the man. I think he's wonderful
0: at being Peter Cushing. I like Peter Cushing. He's sort of like a a soft old jumper, isn't he? He's mm, reassuring. Yeah. Yeah, a, he there's one, um, there's one of the Frankenstein films where he attacks a woman, and my mom, I remember my mum saying, no, I don't like that, that's not Peter Cushing. He wouldn't do that. <laughs> so it, it, tell, it just says just how much. And I recall, uh, I think it was Jim will fix it, so sorry about the mensch. I think there was one of those where they'd named a rose after his late wife, and he was in tears on the show. It was. It was Jim will
1: fix it. His wife was called yeah. Helen, Helen Cushing, and he wrote, he wrote to Jim will and said, uh, you know, is there a way of remembering her? So it it was a rose, the Helen Cushing rose that that was bred specially, and you can still buy. Um, And I remember that because it was in the interview when he talks to Saville afterwards, he talked about Helen and how uh, this was a better way to remember her because on the night that she died, um, he was so distraught. He spent hours, hours, as he says, Running repeatedly up and down the stairs at home, desperately trying to induce a heart attack. Wow. Just yeah.
0: Um, wow. Stunning. Yeah, stunning I world. remember that very well. These things, you see, these people were part of the furniture, and that's mm. the trouble. Now we we don't have that. I think that, I think that everything is so profligate, isn't it? There's so much. There's not really room for these people to embed themselves in our. Uh, you know, in our consciousness, but also in the hearts of our family home, no, you know, no, no. and thanks to the horror double bills on a Friday night, you know, Peter Cushing is inextricably linked with, uh, you know, uh, chips being brought home by our mm. calf coming home from uh, the the pub or the club, or whatever, on a Friday night. You know what I mean? It's kind of like, I remember it'd be like, oh, the time's got to that point now, right? Butter the bread. And, and our cat will be home in a minute with the chips and all that stuff. And uh, yes, the first time I tasted egg fried rice, and I've never looked back. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but, but, I mean, yeah, Peter Cushing, um, Christopher Lee, who always seemed to be a very different animal to Peter Cushing. They were very, very much opposites. They were, they?
1: But, but best friends. Yeah. I love that. And best the fact friends.
0: that Cushing, uh, Lee, and Vincent Price were all born on the same day, which Yeah. I, I always think is an interesting factoid.
1: Yeah, um, well worth having a look if you've not seen it. You probably have. um, House of the Long Shadows. Christopher Lee's This Is Your Life. Oh, yeah. When Vincent Price turns up, he's the last guest in. um, And it's one of those moments where Eamon says, he's 8,000 miles away, but not tonight. And in he comes. And the warmth. The affection, the love. Yeah. It's love again. We always yeah. come back to that word. Same as with those homes, yeah. um, the Granada productions. It's that love. The love that you
0: can tell is there between them. It's just, oh, it's beautiful.
1: And
0: yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, not, not to labour the point, but Brett's, the psychology that plays out on Brett's face during those episodes. Mm. <sighs> he got, He had television acting down.
1: Well, that's it. Plays the frame. plays the frame like Troughton does like Ronnie Allen does they know what they're playing they know they're playing the frame so they use that um, stunning stunning. yeah yeah yeah
0: a very very nice thing. I'm glad you're getting very. into them. I sort of envy you in a way, but I mean they'll there will also be links. When I when I last did the fringe, I used to come back every night. I used to get I used to walk down the Leith Walk or whatever mm. it was because they've got a, a law in Scotland they won't sell booze after ten at night. Mm. So um, I I used to walk down the Leith Walk, get myself a bottle of Prosecco from the Tesco, uh, I'd go back to the old digs, and I'd swig that and and watch a, a Brett home. Oh, marvellous, marvellous. I remember watching the final marvelous. problem very well. You've got all this to come. Mm. Um But um it's Eric Porter, isn't it? Plays Moriarty in these. Well, I don't know. I've not I got that yet. So let's let's have a little look, dear. Have a little look. Um, if it is, I should be
1: very happy. I do love Eric Porter.
0: Yes, Eric Porter. Lovely. Um oh. but you've got Richard Wilson as well in the redheaded league. He's, uh, and a finer head of red hair I have seldom seen on a man. Oh, I, I don't boy. want to tell you, the, the, but it's just such a great idea for a, a plot. The guy's imagination was wonderful, Conan Doyle. Mm. No, absolutely. But, you know, like I say, Watson was the cipher for him. So yeah. he's not a fool.
1: But, like you say, I mean, you, you've got someone there who. It's not surprising he had that, because he was, able, he was capable of believing in the furries at the bottom of the garden. He was somebody with this passionate interest in yeah. spiritualism and exorcisms, which were starting, you know, which are pure, beautiful theatre, um, which I was reading about recently. I don't know if I told you, but um, the old Victorian ec- uh, exorcisms, a wonderful technique that they had was to create ectoplasm. And the way that you would do that is between the joins in the brickwork on a wall, you would put a layer of paste, and that paste was made of bicarbonate of soda. So the lady doing the exorcism, went just before she became possessed, would request a drink of water, and it was vinegar. And, of course, vinegar and bicarb, yeah, like that. So all she had to do was take a drink, hold it there for a while while swaying, and then at the wall, right. ectoplasm comes out the wall. That's just stunning that and the fact that you know all the rope the rope work under a table so that they, they used to do this thing where they'd say right place your feet on my feet so that you know that I'm not going to do anything but they'd wear shoes that were slightly t- too big so they could slip their feet out and they had all these bits of string connected to things around the room and they're operating it under the table it's just Beautiful, oh, pure theatre. Well. So if he's brought up with that, but of course with this innocence that he must have had to have believed it,
0: taken it at face value, then it's not surprising that he could. He come would have up with probably been in his fifties when all that kicked off. I mean, it all started off. There was a great series with Ian Richardson called Murder Rooms. Do you remember it? And that was based yes. upon uh, yeah. Conan Doyle's tutor when he was, um, I think, at Edinburgh University studying medicine. Yeah. And it was Doctor Bell, and Doctor Bell was apparently, uh, you know, it's where he got Holmes from. So Dr. Bell would be like, I detect from the red mud on your shoes you've taken a walk around the f- the, the woods on the west side of the university, young Doyle. So uh. he would have all that in it. Um, and so Murder Rooms was um, a sort of re- rebranding of Holmes with Ian Richardson as Dr. Bell. It's mm. it's like a warming bowl of soup on a winter day. You'd love it. Uh, if well, you've I not seen be better, it, yeah. you'd love it. I've not. Um so there was that, um, but Conan Doyle, um, he had quite an unhappy childhood, didn't he? There was something about his, as usual, like with Dickens as well. There's, there's, there's a, a parent who's been a parent who died, and I think a parent who was consigned to a mental asylum. I think I'm probably getting mixed up with Dickens now. Dick ends Eddie, but um, I'm probably getting mixed <laughs> up with that. Now yeah. the viewers and the listeners at home may be detecting a more a more, a more uh, calm episode this week. Slightly uh, calmer. Slightly calm, slightly yeah. slightly uh more slightly reflective. Sleepy. Yes. Yes. Um, um and I think that's probably due to the fact are you are you well yet, dear? Well, I'm I'm almost well, but I I've gotta
1: say, I mean, it gets to this point of the day. Yes. It doesn't matter what I've done, I mean today I've I've popped to the shop and back, and it gets to this point of the day. I'm I'm absolutely knackered mm. and I'm done for the day. Sleepy. Um and and you're probably feeling not dissimilar.
0: Yeah, whatever that was, that Lurgy was uh, earlier this year. Uh, well, last week. uh um, yes. It's certainly not the stuffing out of one. Uh, yeah, I um, think it has for both
1: of us. Well, yes, because we had it. We. It would appear that uh, we came down with a dash of the fiendish COVID nineteen. Yes. We?
0: If if if. Um, didn't enjoy that. No, especially not the smell and taste. Going, that was odd. That.
1: That, that was, weird, was really the odd. The metallic, metallic taste. Yes. Didn't, didn't like that. No uh, fatigue um tinnitus headaches still got that it, uh, oh yeah i've got a little touch of it now um constant mm. but that the way it jumped from one thing to the next very very strange and i, I think it's going to be a few weeks until we're both feeling back yes. up to
0: uh, full strength isn't meantime Which, fireside uh, chats
1: yes i think so when
0: you mention uh victorian um spiritualism and stuff like that it immediately makes me think of the treasure of Abbot thomas Mm. The um, Was that the 1972 Ghost Story for Christmas or 71? I think it was 71. Because 71. 71. 71. 72 was a warning to, to the curious, wasn't it? Um, so Michael Bryant in The Treasure of Abbot. In fact, no, Barchester might have been 71. Anyway, it was one of them it was right keep talking i've got to yes get it. it was one Go of on. them um, and it reminds me of bryant when he he slaps the woman on the back of the head and he says madam i think you have a frog in your throat and smacks her on the back of the head and she spits out the little uh, gadget she's got in her gob here we are stores of barchester 71 warning to yeah. the curious 72 it highly some... recommended oh highly recommended absolutely oh. absolutely wonderful um there is a commonality, there's a link here. I've got to Google it, I'm afraid, because we're, we're not very well, boys and girls at home. No, um but there is a, an actor who's in um uh, Treasure of Thomas and the Blue Carbuncle, who is <laughs> Come on. You know you want to. Uh no, not him. Yeah, well, You'd know his name. I wish I knew his bloody name.
1: Well um, i probably Right, Clive Swift, no. Um, no He's an everything.
0: Um It's surely not him, Bear. <laughs> Ted because he's not Ted on... Beyer. No, hang on a sounds minute. Like let's let's look runs at the, the treasure of Abbott Thomas. you know him totally. He's one Wal- he's the guy running the uh the exorcism or whatever, in The Treasure of Abbott Thomas. Yeah, hang on, hang on, hang on. Here we are, here we are.
1: Uh, why Frank the, why Mills. Frank Mills. Frank Mills. The, they should have put the cast list in the book. God, um, he only
0: died this year, Frank Mills. Really? Yeah. February, the, oh no, last year, it's 2022, isn't it? He really? died last year at the age of 93. Frank Mills, yeah, he's great oh. in uh, he, he's great in everything, isn't he? Yes. He sort of cornered the market in that... Uh, skinny old bloke really wonderful wonderful i would have thought he was long gone that's yeah well these guys they kind of they retire don't they and then go on and on um i I was going to say in the same way as and i can't remember his name either so we're on the uh we're on the alzheimer's express today boys and girls um so i'm not going to attempt that but um yes the um those ghost stories for christmas have you given them an annual erring yet
1: I have. I've I've given them the ones over there. I they're absolutely wonderful. The one that I can't quite get into is Lost Hearts, and that's because it's got child actors in, and I don't like child actors. Um, yeah. I was yeah. I was having an argument uh, on social media, which is oh, odd for me, isn't it? That's strange, um, isn't it? Paul I, Snodgrass. Yes. Um, but there was it on on a Facebook group, uh, a Doctor Who group, mainly populated by Americans. Therefore, they're going to be obviously quite. Wrong. <laughs> is this the most recent one? This is the most recent one. Right. Which why has... don't you
0: tell the boys and girls at home the outcome of, of your argument with this? Who, someone I would presume would refer to themselves as a
1: Hoovian. A Hoovian, apparently. So, uh, well, there was this chap um, whose, um, whose name was Huey. So it won't have been. Um, no. who, who was saying that he's got an idea for the new relaunch of Doctor Who? What they need to do is get a child actor to play the role. I was so angry, and I felt that you it were was so important. angry they banned you from Facebook. So angry I ended up being banned from Facebook again. Yeah. Um, but no. Worth it? Worth it. Absolutely worth it. Worth it. Okay. I've screenshot him. I know his name. I shall go back in
0: Ah twenty-four days to finish. The list. Oh
1: the list.
0: Oh he's on Once the list. you're on Carmichael's list, you're not coming off it. You are not coming off it.
1: No, you can pray like a donkey, you're staying on. Um so, Literally. Yes. Uh so uh no. Um so yes, there is currently a temporary ban, but trying to
0: deal with these people, I mean uh, you no. see yourself as the Doctor Who police on the internet, don't you?
1: Uh, just, the, just the police, full stop. Just the police. Currently, I'm trying to explain to a group of people why they're quite wrong about... As the. As a little boy, did free. you have the outfit? Policeman? No, absolutely not. I mean, at the end of the day, we were all coppers are bastards, of
0: course, but... Well, yes, I had the little... I had a little plastic shrink wrap thing, right? You're going to love this, that contained handcuffs, right? And um, a little California Highway Patrol badge and a little plastic gun for the series Chips. The what? The series chips. chips. Erica Estrada. Is she? American. Erica Star- Estrada played a character called Poncho. Oh no. Oh no. No, no, I'm California not... Highway Patrol. Absolutely a- not, no. It... <laughs> no. No, no, yes. no, I'm not having this. No, no, I it was great because one no, week... No, it wasn't. Like, for 26 weeks, you'd have The Incredible Hulk at tea time on ITV, and then you'd have chips. Right, okay, well, let's deal with a lot of points here. First of all, The Incredible Hulk, right? No. Uh,
1: no, I liked it when he was the green bloke, but he was hardly ever the green bloke. Yeah, and, there wasn't and enough
0: was... green bloke. Never enough
1: green bloke. And you always had to wait about 40 minutes for the green bloke to turn up. The previous 40 minutes was just some bloke banging on about nonsense. I wasn't interested. Wasn't his wife dead a summer? I don't care. Maybe he got a rose named after
0: her at the end.
1: Uh, He wouldn't do that because that requires class. So no, No. Incredible Hulk, dog shit. The new version where the the Hulk is CGI. What's the point of that? Pointless. So I'm not having that. Chips. Now chips. You no. don't remember chips. Chips was a, a pretty I don't big deal, man. I would never have gone near it. Erica who? Erica
0: Strada. Poncho.
1: I don't know what you're talking. Erica. I know you
0: don't, and that's the that's the joy of it. I don't like it though. I'll tell you that now. Chips, absolutely not. I mean, California Highway Patrol, and you place an I and an S on the end. Chips. No, not interested. Chips I know you
1: We had on a Saturday,
0: and that was it. So, so did we on the
1: television. No, no, well, no. I'm not going to be watching ITV on a Saturday. I've got
0: no. Generation Game and Doctor. Who. No, absolutely not. That's no. true. The 40-year-old, five-year-old Carmichael would oh. have been sat happily watching the Generation Game. Very happily watching Larry Grayson and Isla Saint Clair. Well, I'm we watched that. It was on a little later. This was for the kiddies, you know. Oh, it's a children's program. Oh, yes. About yes. the police. Absolutely. Get them oh, young. No, no. Um. Alright then let's 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 unpack this further. Alright, Saturday tea time ITV. Metal Mickey.
1: No, common. Watched it once. <laughs> Awful. Ooby doobie or whatever he said. Not interested. And then <laughs> someone said <laughs> oh. And then I got told, Oh, it's by by one of the monkeys. And I hated that. So that right. was just bollocks because I thought it was just ripping off the goodies.
0: No, not interested. Oh, the goodies
1: ITV series? Different. No, not happy no. with that.
0: No, no. No, 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 no. No, it weren't Awful. as good. Obviously. It wasn't.
1: No. They gave um, it money
0: and it didn't need money. They gave no. them money. They gave them money. Um well, right then. You didn't even like Irene Handel in Metal Mickey? No. 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 Okay, uh, we'll brush over that one. Uh book Rogers in the twentieth. Absolutely sec- not. No. <laughs> no. no. Awful. That was on opposite. Who wasn't it? Yes,
1: it was. And and therefore, no. Tiny robot that said, "What was Uh, it?" Boogie woogie. They all said boogie woogie, didn't they? Common. Common? No, not having that. Absolutely not. No, I wouldn't have watched that under any circumstances. No, I didn't think you would. No. Night Rider. Certainly not. No. I thought. I thought when I did see an episode of that, I assumed that the man had some sort of difficulty because he was talking to a car, a disabled car. There you go. And then somebody pointed out years later that the voice of the car was done by Richard Basehart, who was the lead in Voyage to the Bottom of the Sea, which is different. That's acceptable because right. it's Erwin Allen. And I like Irwin Allen Productions.
0: Mm, yes. But no,
1: not Knight Rider. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. What about Erwolf? No, that's the helicopter, wasn't it? The helicopter. Didn't that talk as well?
0: Probably. Probably. Why why would I want to watch a drama about about a helicopter? Street Hawk. What's that? It's like Night Rider but with a motorbike. Is that a drama about a motorbike? About a motorbike, yeah. I can't think of anything
1: worse. I mean, that sounds like... I could watch um, Kickstart with Peter Purvis. That's as close as I
0: can get. Well, yeah, we liked Kickstart, didn't we? We liked that. We liked Kickstart. Not Junior Kickstart. No, that was shit. What Um, was the thing where they had to crawl through a bloody tunnel of water? That wasn't
1: Kickstart, was it? They used to do that on Blue Peter to the new presenters, I think, to try and kill them. Uh, no, where they'd take them to that. an army training thing and they'd make them do
0: Yeah, it. there was something on at Christmas that was like Kickstart where they made them crawl through stuff. I used to enjoy that. wasn't good with the... Noakes, was it? That's the no. sort of
1: thing they would have done to try no. and finish him off.
0: No, 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 no. no. It yeah. was it was something that they used to do at Christmas and kids had to do it. And you'd be sat there eating lots of chocolate and going, oh, I'm glad I'm sat in here where it's warm. No, I wouldn't watch that. I think it'd it's again. BBC.
1: Well maybe so, but then again so is why don't you and we
0: don't talk about that. We don't either. talk about why don't you. No.
1: Oh, no. Um, so no, so far what you're telling me is that the Americans made programs about a car, yes. about a bike, yes. and about a helicopter and I'm I not I think interested. there was one about a boat as well. Not
0: surprised. Not no. surprised. No, no. Not interested. I think What's that might be called Rip
1: Absolutely not. No, <laughs> no essentially, essentially, what you're going to have is the same ten scripts being repeated, aren't you? That's yes, it. that's right. So, so, where's the, where's the, what's the point? Uh, Hardcastle and McCormick A what? That sounds like something from a nice Restoration comedy. There, that's like no, absolutely not.
0: Right? Hardcastle and Macarmic.
1: I uh, just said no, that. Scarecrow
0: and Mrs. King. <laughs> heart to heart. What? There's got to be one that you watched. No. Magnum. Magnum. I bet you were a Magnum boy. Mustache man. Mustache man.
1: Dreadful. I hated him. I thought there was something wrong with him. Because he um, walked walked around with his shirt open. And I didn't understand why. I thought he was trying to show off. He was? Well, it didn't
0: work. It didn't impress me. I've got That's... a little toy Ferrari somewhere off Magnum in here. Well, there please you go. Don't, please don't show it. Oh. There we go. There's Magnum P.I.'s Ferrari. Vroom vroom. That's just a car. I know. All those series had cars, or boats, or motorbikes, or whatever in them. Right, but they didn't have class trials. No, they had didn't have in. class. What about the Equalizer with
1: Edward Woodward? My final offer. Absolutely not. Right, no. because because it's American. So no, I couldn't. I I, I couldn't even watch it now. Right. right. I've already got a problem with things like the professionals and the new Avengers because they look American. I like So the new I, Avengers. I have this.
0: Oh, I love it. I love it now, but there's always a part of me that goes. Well, oh. about if you told yourself that yeah. in the Equalizer, it was Callan, right? But he had a son in America. Well, no, because he... he. No. No. So Callan. No, you're buggering with the canon of Can- Callan. No, right. So, uh, oh, there was no, a one called
1: Canon as well, an American cop. What cannon? It can not be called that. That's ridiculous. Starring
0: the... Lucky Grills.
1: Oh bogger off, Lucky Grills. Is that yeah. related to Burr Grills? Probably. 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 Don't Actually, like Actually, Cannon either. was
0: an Aussie show, so that might just get in. Uh, ah, okay. Now, yeah. now
1: we're into that. We're into an interesting territory now. No, it
0: weren't. We? Cannon wasn't. It was called
1: Bluey. That was an Aussie show. Not watching that. Sounds like the name you give to a dog that you didn't like.
0: Yeah, no. or a dirty film. Yeah, <laughs> So um, I watched a lot of Blueys over the years Oh yes, absolutely. So you are the policeman on the internet, are you
1: not? I like to think that I've been given this role And it's important that one of us carries it out, absolutely
0: Absolutely, yes, well I'm far too sort of common to be a policeman far They too wouldn't have far me in I no. might be a poacher term gamekeeper Absolutely.
1: I like to think that I'm the internet's policeman in the Juliet Bravo mode. Ah, and, uh, are you the curly-headed
0: I'm... fella that sort of doesn't do much, that obviously, you know, benefits from her high wage in the That's police right. force? That's What
1: was his name? Was it Noel Noel something played that role? No, Noel the Job,
0: because she's earning all the money. <laughs>
1: His name, uh, what was his name? Oh, God, Joseph was the name of the, of the policeman that you're referring to, Joe. Um, no, I could be like that, absolutely. I like the idea of being a policeman as so long as there's no crimes right. and I don't have to arrest anyone because that'd be dangerous. I think I like the idea of it being procedural. And in, so, in, it's, like, it's like, to be honest with you, when I eventually decide what I want to do, which is largely retire. When you I grow get, up. When I grow up, yeah. my ideal job to be honest with you, would be to do two, two maybe three days a week at
0: W. H. Smiths. Well, they don't have W. H. Smiths anymore. They do. They still they don't. Have they WH shut Smiths. them all.
1: They, no, they haven't. That's Woolworths you're thinking of. They've still got no, Smiths. No, they shut the. Did they? Have
0: they still no, got them. I thought they'd, they'd rebranded them as cannabis cafes. WH Absolutely Spliff.
1: not. No, you still have W. H. Smiths, and thank God for that. I love W. H. Smiths because it's just a ridiculous shop. Sells everything, but nobody cares if it looks tatty.
0: I love that. Do they have carpets in there
1: these days? Not really. No, No. what's
0: that all about? Why did they stop replacing the carpets in WH Smith's? Well, because people walk on them and wear them out.
1: What's the point? So you just get rid of those, and then you sell tat. And and, yes, WH Smith is a wonderful
0: shop. I think it only remains in name only. I'm not having that, no. I've got one of the back. You'll like this. In the loft, I've got a little WH Smith bag that's somehow lived. That's oh. the orange and brown livery, the cube. The cube. Oh. Yeah, I thought you'd like that. Oh, I do like that. I really
1: like that. That's beautiful. If you could have that as wallpaper, I'd have that.
0: You probably bloody can. I might have to have a look. So, I might to, to recap. Yeah. Yes. Your character yes. in this 80s TV show. Yes. Was a white Mac. Yes. Sits on the internet, rudimentary internet, internet. Policing hmm. comments. Pointing to out, out to people when they're completely wrong. But leads a double life as a WH Smiths working in the Working
1: call? in the video section of WH Smiths.
0: Yes. The video bit, the power those people had.
1: They absolutely did. They'd when have the you big go- book out. Oh, the book oh, for the I don't orders. know if I could audio that.
0: Oh, come on, mate. When you'd go in on
1: a Saturday and you could see that the videos due to come out in the Monday were out the back... And you couldn't get, I, oh, I <laughs> I did You terrible, want that power. I want that power. I did a terrible thing once. I had to do a proper acting job on this because um, it was when the Tom Baker years came out on VHS and it was a double video.
0: 93. And I went,
1: uh, went into Smith's. Uh, no, it wasn't that one, actually, because it was, I was 14. Can't remember, but it was one of them. Um and I went in there to, to try and see, And I could see it out the back I could see it through the door in the stock. I said, oh, can I get that? And he went, it's not out till Monday And I thought, absolutely not I'm not having this So I just <laughs> cried instantly and wow. said, And said, it's because I've been given money for my birthday Because my grands died Not true, not true at all But I played it perfectly And I guilt tripped him into guilt <laughs> And I don't regret that at all
0: you scamp.
1: Don't care.
0: That's it. naughty, that. That is naughty.
1: Well, it's and, not naughty, is it? It's just, it's. Well, playing what was the, role. the
0: condition of Grandma in real life? I'm dead since 1974. Permissible. So Permissible. Right. Yeah, that's yeah. all right then. That's right. As long as you're sort of you bridling some form of fact to the excuse. That's well, all right. Absolutely. I'd didn't. have told you that the Tills wouldn't scan that barcode till Monday. Oh, there would have been something like that, wouldn't there? Yeah, I'm amazed you that. didn't get some shit like that. Oh, there would have been. Well, no, because I got yeah, I got
1: quite wise to W8 Smith and certain things that you could do. For example, I realised that if you bought a video you didn't want, you'd whiz it home and run it off. Then you could take it back with an excuse. They'd let you swap it. ah They wouldn't let you do it a third time.
0: I'll bet they bloody Uh, wouldn't.
1: But you could do it with every single one of them at least twice. So I used to do that with the ones released by the video collection. Yeah. Because they were a bit cheap and tatty. So I'd get one of those, copy it, take it back. Oh, I've been given two copies of this for my birthday. Can I swap it for this? Nice BBC video, please. Um, But it was only twice that you could do this.
0: I had a method to evade the copy protection, which I Mm. found was quite fiendish. Because when they brought that out, you were pretty screwed, even if you bought the nice leads from Tandy's. Uh. So I had, a, I won't go into how I got the videos, they were various vintages left, in one case, left in a garden. Um, and on playback the white colour went so you'd be watching sort of like the intro to Quantum Leap which I'm sure you enjoyed watching I think I've said this one before haven't I so in Quantum Leap he stood in all this steam because he's in a time machine and it used to be ah," ah," (laughs) so if there was any scene with a a lot of white in it it just went anyway it recorded fine it just played Mm -hmm. back so what I did was I got an aerial lead and plugged one VA video recorder into the other, Turn that little screw on the back. Ooh. There was a little screw. I don't know what on earth its function was.
1: It was a, a channel tuner. A channel tuner. You yes. turn
0: that, get the one video playing into the other, copy protection evaded.
1: Absolutely. Coax cable. Oh, yes. I love a spot of coax. <laughs> love it. I've got some in the telly now. I haven't got an aerial, but I've got a bit of coax just in case.
0: Just so. in case, you never know. How is television delivered these days? Is it still an aerial? Well, it depends, doesn't it? I mean, this is well,
1: this is one of the things that I've been explaining to people why they are wrong about on the internet recently. Which is currently you've got, men, well, you've got several ways. I mean, you've got Sky, common. Um, you've got cable, oh, yeah, Richard yeah. Branson, um, or it's you've not him got, anymore. Well, doesn't matter. It's a, it's, a, it's like Murdoch is still Sky. I know he sold it. I know he sold it, but it's it's still him. Um, or you've got Freeview. So Freeview is the way that you can still receive everything through your aerial. Okay. Um, And this is the big problem with this whole thing about getting rid of the license uh, fee at the moment. One of the key things that the license fee pays for. Hot
0: button topic. uh,
1: One of the things it pays for, it maintains the transmitters, uh, like Winter Hill, which now works, and the fee pays for that. Now then... The, the way that the the, the elderly and the, the poorest in society receive television oh, oh, to this oh, day. Oh, okay. So so this is who you're concerned with. I am concerned for these people.
0: Oh, all right. Okay.
1: The way yeah. that they receive television is through Freeview. Now, all right, the a, boss. Yeah, okay. 16% of people watch television through that. So if you get rid of the licence fee, how
0: are they going to cope? Would they be predominantly common people? Yes, and I care deeply for them. Okay, this is interesting. So when it comes to ensuring that they receive diffused signals from Auntie Beeb, all of a sudden you care about the common people, otherwise they won't know what to think. They won't, absolutely. It's important right. that we maintain
1: television for them. I I, ca- I care deeply about them. I care deeply for the Welsh, and S4C has to be funded. I care deeply for the fact that the BBC are the only suppliers of, of programmes uh, for people from the disabled community, and I think those should be funded. And I use these as sticks to beat people with on the internet <laughs> and point out <laughs> that if That's they don't agree utility. with me... As I've pointed out, if you don't agree with me, then that means that I would uh, presumably be allowed to bring a disabled Welsh child to your house and you could spit in their faces, at which point they go, you're being ridiculous. So, no, nope, that's what you're saying. Uh, at that point, they usually block me or give up. Yes. And
0: I win. Yes, I'm certain. I, I... <laughs> I win. Yeah, I say So DCI Carmichael, yes. internet policeman, Yes. Uh, stroke WH Smith's video uh, stockist Yes, um, likes to win. Well, I think that's it.
1: Well, well I presume that your your Magnum and Erwolf people like to win, didn't they?
0: Probably. I don't know. Oh. It was just on. I'd be sat there playing bloody cars on the rug and making the, the, the pattern on the rug be little roads. I wouldn't know. It was just on. Um, however, yeah. Um, <laughs> You do care about the BBC deeply. Yes, I do. Yes, you do. I do. You do. And I know what you say about it, and I know that you're right, but I don't care. I'm ambivalent toward it. I think that if you like it, good for you. If Absolutely. you don't like it, good for you. I don't it's it's like, you know, I, I agree this with the is first the thing, half of that. This is this is the thing that I enjoy with your character, the way that you get heated mm. because people don't agree with you. I don't care, really, if people agree with me or not. I'm not asked.
1: I don't care if people disagree with me because they're wrong and they just needed explaining, surely.
0: And as long as we continue to pipe in their opinions mm-hmm. via coaxial cable, absolutely. They'll be inclined to agree in the future if they watch it enough.
1: Well, they will. I mean, right, I've just finished uh, a six day long argument. With a young chap
0: on on Twitter. Um, All right. Okay. Now, now, no, no. Before you go further, this chap, you've had the six six days. Right. Okay. Six days. Six days. Six days. Let's just break six this days. down. Right. What's twenty four times six? That's a hundred and twenty. And we're getting into the realm of fantasy uh, here again. Uh, um, eight times three is twenty four. A hundred and forty four hours of your life. Yes. Have been dedicated to who is this person? Oh, I don't know. Just someone who's wrong. Ah, so it's someone you'll never meet. Oh, I'll
1: never meet them. Are they in this country? Probably. I think so. He's got strong opinions on the BBC. I should have checked that because if he if he's not in the country, then that would have been instantly over with. Well, you don't count them.
0: Are you an internet troll? No, I okay. think I'm an I'm an internet educator. Okay, internet educators is that the is that the division of the police
1: force? It is, yes. This is my particular branch. I am there to educate, inform and entertain wreathian right, values.
0: So uh you um defer to DCI Reef in this show.
1: Okay. In everything, yes, absolutely. So
0: DCI Reef yes. do you have a female boss who's sort of feisty and and she's she's wanting to bring in a subscription service?
1: Well, no, we, we we don't talk about that sort of mock. Absolutely not. No, but not. she could
0: be the new broom, your Cressida Dick. No, no, no. because I do,
1: I don't need no. This is like if you were to say, oh, it's a series seven of Juliet Bravo when they
0: brought in the bloke who didn't like it. Well, I wouldn't watch it. You don't need conflict. You need a foil. You and DCI Reath can't just be sat round playing the biscuit game and Why enjoying the, the the because you need all conflict is drama. So Jill Gascoigne's gonna come in, right? With, with her beautiful piercing blue eyes, right? And her David Essex haircut. Yeah. And she's got to be like, right, I'm the new broom here. All you dinosaurs can yeah. piss off. We're bringing in a subscription service and we want adverts. Right, okay. Now then, now we've got a TV show,
1: right? Have we? Well, yes. it'll be quite a short one because I would explain why she was wrong on both points. Take me about
0: four minutes and off she pops. She can put the kettle on. Okay, okay. So... All right, aren't these the kinds of attitudes <laughs> that you argue with people about on the internet? Yes. Okay, right, there's a dichotomy uh, here. All right, well, uh, you know, I'm, I'm happy to, you know, I enjoy a dichotomy as much as the next man. I don't see This, this, is, this is all the makings of an interesting series because obviously you get pissed one Christmas hmm. uh, in the Christmas special of, but what yeah. would this show be called, by the way? So it's it's... Uh, are you PC Carmichael, or have you got a higher rank? Uh, oh, no, I'd have a higher rank. I mean, well,
1: Where's Reith? Where are we putting Reith? We've got Reith as DCI. Well, what's just below him? What's the Tosh lines equivalent? D- DC? Detective Sergeant. DS. There we
0: are. All I'll right, be... okay. And are right. you Carmichael? Yes, absolutely. Okay. So DS Carmichael, mm-hmm. right? Internet Education Division. Yes. I've come to see your laptop. Right, right. This is the kind of you know. So, what would the show be called? Hmm. Well, it,
1: it needs something. It needs something strong, doesn't it? I strong. You
0: think, the strong you to touch.
1: You, you had,
0: yeah, the strong touch. The, strong, like touch. the ah, strong touch. you could be DS Strongarm <coughs> Carmichael.
1: Yes, I like that. A bit right. like John Thor, but not common.
0: No, not common. So, Strongarm is the yes. series. Okay, yeah. so Lord Wreath's the. Yes.
1: That's safe. Absolutely.
0: DS Carmichael, the... Yes. So, do we not need Detective Superintendent Jill Gascoyne to come in and propose from head office a subscription service?
1: Right, okay, how about she comes in and each week she comes up with some newfangled notion and we have to explain to her why she's wrong?
0: No, you, then, you sabotage
1: it. It's not sabotage, it's explaining why it won't work. Oh, no, you merely sit the lady down and tell her. A firm talking to. and says, "What about adverts?" And you explain, "Well, the Peacock Report, dear, from 1986. Maybe you'd like to read that. That sort of thing." And then a withering look to camera as she looks at it and goes, hmm, "You get what... eggs thrown at you in the street for this? What for being? For... No, I wouldn't. No, I'd be. I'd be saluted as a hero. Absolutely. <laughs> no, uh, no. This is. This is again educating, informing." It, it, no, it's got everything it needs. It, it's got every, Well, I'm I'm watching. Excellent. I'm watching. I reckon, I reckon we'll get three series out of it, and then they'll update the theme music, and it'll
0: go wrong. A bit like Zed Cars. Okay. Um. Who are we going to have as Lord Reith? Well, they're all dead, all the people. Do you know who I'd like to, as Lord Reith? I think who? I'd do a good job. Frank Thornton. Yeah, a bit dead. He's a bit dead. That could be a problem. But if you are um, saying that
1: that doesn't count,
0: it then, doesn't. Jill Gascoigne's yeah, dead. Oh, that's true. Yeah. All yeah. right.
1: Um. Oh, okay. In that case, William Hartnell. William Hartnell. William Hartnell. Not remembering his lines, so he that would be has, a
0: possibility.
1: That <laughs> he's got um, two scenes a week as Wreath, uh, and, and they're a minefield to get through as an actor.
0: He'd probably do it in that northern accent he does in this working life, uh, this sporting life, though.
1: Yeah, he would. He'd, he'd give it a bit of that. I wouldn't. No, absolutely not. Um, wouldn't have any of that nonsense. So, yes, it's me, William Hartnell, and Jill Gascoigne. Jill well, William Gascoigne. Hartnell on this occasion isn't doing what I accidentally said he was on our last edition. None of that.
0: Oh, God, uh, no, none of that. No, that's... No, a, no, I'm no. surprised we didn't get banned off the internet for that.
1: Well, that that would have to be the... That's on the studio tape that we make for Christmas. Um, yes. Don uh, Henderson's
0: and... White Mac, of course.
1: Yeah, okay. No? It's, well, uh, it's a push. I mean, he's largely ITV, isn't he? Bummer.
0: No, 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 your White Mac would oh, be... Oh, my, I thought you were saying Don Henderson had oh, to be Oh, no no, 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 no. Because if it was the 70s, Don would have that silly fringe. He would actually, yeah. He would, yeah. And Shirley Stelfox would have to be in it if you had Don. That's true. Don't
1: mind Shirley though. I like Shirley. No, like Shirley. Shirley. Like Shirley very much. So apart uh, from
0: when she turned up in Keeping Up Appearances to replace the other one, the original actress who played
1: Rose. Now, yeah, yeah. No, not so much then. No, not so much then.
0: She was too classy
1: for that. I found.
0: She was, yeah. in a a Crossroads kind of way.
1: Uh, Yes. Was she ever in Crossroads? No, but Don Henderson was for a week. He Uh turned up and he did a week uh, playing Mr. Black, um, who was a private investigator. Um, But he played it for comedy, beautifully played it for comedy. The scenes with him and Noel Gordon... You can see that she's just like, she won't make eye contact, just desperately terrified of laughing. Um, but, oh, the energy in those episodes is lovely. So, yes, crossroads. Therefore, Don Henderson is permitted a guest roll.
0: There we go. Right, well, that's we cleared are. that up. Well, there okay. we go. I think that's a nice place to end this broadcast. I think so. Uh, oh, did,
1: did, we not, did you get anything nice what, during the, the time of COVID? <sighs>
0: No, I can't think so. I, I, I've i sort of ran out of nice things to buy. I think I've bought them all. Yeah, uh, really. Yeah, uh, where yeah. did you encounter Brett? Did you buy that?
1: Um, No, no. Nefarious was... downloads. Found yeah. it somewhere. Found yeah, it somewhere. I, d- sure. I did. I got a nice thing. Go on. Shall, shall I share that before we finish? Yes. Um, The, I mean, the one good thing about COVID, of course, is um, that the charity shops have now got an awful... That's not a nice thing. That's not nice at all send off some ricicle wrappers and get it for free. (laughs) Uh, No, Um, the charity shops, of course, now I've got an awful lot of new things in because their owners are no longer around, I've found. Mm. Um, And so at this point, not to go too Cyril Fletcher, but I'm indebted to a Mr. Lewis of uh, Wirral um, because his collection has, um, oh God, it's quite heavy. His collection um, has turned up in a shop near me. Uh, And you may remember these came out. Marshall Cavendish released these. Oh, Um, the Great Composers um, Mm. from 1983. Unopened,
0: by the looks of it.
1: Well, each one is a record and a booklet about what you're listening to. So this is uh, Ravel. What's the Um, sticker on it? Oh, that's uh, that's just uh, the Great Composers to keep it. No, 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 no. The the yellow sticker. Oh, well, that's see. This is why I love this. This is the original. uh, no, this is Mr. Lewis's name. So presumably when these turned oh. up into the newsagents, they'd put a copy right. aside for Mr.
0: Lewis. okay, so, that's
1: good. So I went in and I got his copy of The Rite of Spring, because I love The Rite of Spring. Yeah. And then I popped back, and so I got the Ravel, and I got the Debussy, and I got the Brahms. Ooh. And then next thing, I've got these at home, and I thought, lovely. And then I thought, Ooh. They're in very, I mean, they are in pristine condition. They've been well looked after. And then I thought, well, poor Mr. Lewis had this lovely collection. Uh, so I, I went back and I bought the rest of his collection. Oh. So, uh, yeah. So I've got 20 of these, of the great composers. Wow. And then, I did, and then I did some research and I discovered it's a part work that ran to 65. So now, oh, of course, I'm, dear. I'm dedicated now. I'm going to
0: have to get the rest somehow, aren't I? You are indeed. Is Masogski in there? Did they do Masogski? I they like did ski. They Good. did, yes.
1: Um oh so, so that's that's my nice thing. Thanks to, thanks to Mr. Lewis. Vorjak's there, everyone. Good. Absolutely everyone. Often bark, you know, I just All the Greats. All the greats. So that's my nice thing. So I should be listening to a lot of vinyl whilst shouting at people on the internet and explaining why they're wrong.
0: That's well. my week. I think that's a splendid ambition to have. So, until the next time, we hope you all have a lovely time, so long as you're paying your licence fee, of course, and agreeing with the opinions of, what is he, DCI, DS Carmichael, and the internet education, and the boys down at the uh, internet education (laughs) division. Department, yes. Department. Yes. And so, until the next time. Bye-bye. (laughs) Bye-bye. Nice Things, the Antidote to Modern Living was presented by Sir Michael Livesley and Lady Paul Carmichael. The music was written by Michael Livesley and the flutes were played by Andy Frizell and John No Jokes Please Lewis. Nice Things is a guilty duck production.